Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Topic Topicocalypse, the only podcast on the internet. I'm your revered, over-reviled host, Josh Peterson, joined here by our resident meme lord, Brett Cruz. When in doubt, Jesus and tacos. Amen, amen. And special guest, Tony! Hey uh, guys, how you doing? Good, 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 man. I know you're also a meme lord, so one day you and oh, Brett yeah. will have to have a meme off. Ooh, can invite him I'll to the Discord him. and he can start. Oh, there we go. Yeah, throwing memes in there. Yeah, yeah. get Definitely. you into that sweet, sweet Discord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we have been playing a uh, little to well-known game called Borderlands Three. Um, I'm only on level eight, but you guys are a lot farther than me. So, yeah, I'm probably about halfway. Hold on, hold on. Uh, the guy from Just Friends walked into the room. <laughs> Okay. Will do. Are you uh, encouraging alcoholism up yes, in here? I'm encouraging alcoholism. Is that bad? Hey, we going to play hockey next season? I hope so. Are you playing hockey? I'm down to play. I'll skate out. Yeah. I you complain least out of all the goalies we've had so far. Okay. Well, if you can't get a goalie, then I'll play goalie. And you slap your stick the least amount, too. Oh, okay. He slaps his what the least amount of times? Stick. Oh. Well, he does, he does that every time all right, Tony, where are you at in the game, man? Tell, tell me about it. Um, probably about three-fourths of the way through, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, if there's, there's spoilers and stuff. No, yeah. go for it. Just, we, should, just, we should probably warn people, if you haven't played the game and don't want spoilers, it's been out for a week already, Yeah. and there may be spoilers in the rest of this. Just, just jump into it, man. Tell us what's up. Uh, well... I just got done with a big main mission where uh, Maya Maya's died. She, mm-hmm. She's gone. Which so, one's Which one was Maya? She was uh, blue hair. Blue uh, hair. Oh, blue yes. Siren. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She uh, she was really cool. She's mentoring this uh, this girl in the game, and bringing her up to be a siren. And then she goes like goes and gets killed. So. <laughs> Uh, so they replace her. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, I I'm enjoying the game so far. Uh, I how about how about you over there? Uh, well, I'm on I'm on level eight. I'm still on Pandora. <laughs> I just finished the mission where you go to the Holy Broadcast Center, the one that we played at E3. Oh yeah, yeah. I did that one, and then I did one where uh, first of all, who is Vaughn? Vaughn is a character from Tales from the Borderlands that mm-hmm. you get to see again in the Borderlands 2 DLC they released, the Commander Lilith. Okay, I haven't played that one yet. I gotta go back to that. Um, so he's a character that gets revisited, and then now they're revisiting again for three. Isn't it? So he's not, because it's Reese was the main character, right, in Border- Tales from the Borderlands? Yes. Yeah, okay. Reese was also the main character, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember because I, I knew the kid, the name sounded familiar, but I didn't know what he was, where I'd seen him in the franchise before. Yeah, he was a uh, he was the accountant for Hyperion, in uh in Tales from the Borderlands. He was all like he was a nerdy dude, and now he's all, <laughs> rough, all, all roughed up. I want yeah. I want ten apology pushups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so here here's here's my thoughts on it so far, and then I want to get to Brett here in a minute, but. 
I, I I like it. I like how it doesn't just look like a reskinned Borderlands Two. Mm-hmm. It's got yeah. it, it's got like a whole. It seems to me like I, I was telling talking to Brian Kane about this, but it seems to have like a whole new color palette. Like we're getting a lot of uh, bright blues and greens and purples and reds that we didn't get before. Yeah, I I think that has to do with uh, the switch over to Unreal Engine Four. I think that was a big step for them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think everything feels a lot more refined now, but still feels like Borderlands in a sense. Like it didn't lose its touch there, but it feels fresh. Yeah, no, I like it because there, there's also something about like the way the characters seem to pop off the screen now, not like they used to. Like it used to, seem, the yeah. game seemed very flat before, but now uh, there's there's more depth to it when you look at it. If that it makes sense. More- it's not just like a cartoon comic page no, that you're yeah. looking at. It looks more just cartoon 3D figures that are actually moving around. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. yeah it's, it's its own style. Yeah. Um, I love the. I, I've been using a lot the the running and sliding mechanics, and I love how like you you can tackle people and then you kick them into the air, and then if you shoot them with a the shotgun, they'll fly even further. You know, I haven't actually used the sliding as much as I thought I would. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think I it's because either. I forget it's there, because <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't used to having it in Borderlands Two. And like, there's a little tip that comes up in the loading screen that told me that uh, the sliding isn't actually any faster than the normal running. So I was like, oh, so it's just kind of there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just a fun thing to use though, because it's yeah, it's yeah. if you need to distance yourself from an enemy, because in this game they actually come at you, and not like that was something I don't remember if they did that in Borderlands Two, but they. They they crowd in on you, and then once you're dead and you're dying, this time they actually run backwards and hide, so you can't shoot them and get a second wind. And it's that's easy. It's, it's a yeah, little more difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But uh, I just I love the way that if you run at them and slide, it'll push them backwards, and then you can kind of create a little distance, and you can shoot them or you can hit them with a shotgun, and they'll go even further. Um, I do love the. There's a lot of different gun types. I have you guys. So the only assault rifles I've gotten so far are the ones where you have to crank it to use it. Do they have just regular assault rifles that ever pop up? Because I know there's a lot of SMGs in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a big uh, diversity in weapon types because I've seen, like every person I've seen play through gets, has gotten different types of guns. Um, I am full legendary right now in terms of weapons. Nice. So... Uh, the assault, like the assault rifle I have, um, it's, it's it's a doll weapon, which usually is a four round burst, but this one is only a three round burst, and its little tag is quick maths, which is fun little meme joke right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's insanely powerful. They, there's a doom shotgun in the game. Oh yeah, geez. I've seen uh, seen gameplay of that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a big legendary. There's a shotgun called uh, One Pump Chuck. My friend got that. And it's insanely powerful. It has like plus four thousand percent weapon damage, but it only has one bullet. But it has a chance to not use that bullet. It, it's it's crazy. Jeez, so that's like um, having a Magikarp in Pokemon. Like he can either he'll either flail or he'll attack, and it's like a one percent chance that he'll do anything. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm stoked on it so far. Brett, where are you at? How are you feeling about it? Um, I just um, fought um, Katagawa um, on okay. Promethea. So I think I'm, what, like, maybe 
a quarter or a third of the way in. I know I still have got yeah. one whole planet left or one whole more planet to go that I haven't unlocked, but I've been watching a, a lot of um, streamers play. So I, I pretty much know like what happens in the story. So I'm not really surprised. Um, it's more just a nice fun break from the grind of other games that I've been playing. Yeah, I, I so before I picked up Borderlands, I was playing Gears Five. Either of you guys play that one yet? I uh, haven't yet. No. It's Gears Five is it's a fun game, but it's a heavy game. Like it's something you really got to invest yourself into to enjoy it. Whereas Borderlands is one of those things where you can just kind of pick it up and play it at your you own can pace. Pick up and play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, you guys are both obviously farther than me. So I wanted to ask you, like, how. In Pandora, the the maps, like the the zones you go to, the areas are a lot bigger than they were in the other Borderland games. But the, I, how many of them are there on Pandora? I There's... have not been back to Pandora since leaving yet, <laughs> so I He's actually don't back. know. <laughs> Never look back. Um, there's, I think there's three like block areas that you can go to on Pandora. Um, but what I really like about this one, and you'll see as you progress further, and I know there's another planet that's ahead for me, um, there's a lot of um, verticality in the maps. It's not just all flat. There's a lot of like different elevations within the levels. Yeah, you can see nice. that as you're twisting the maps around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that what's really good about uh, this game is since we're not stuck on Pandora anymore, or even like the moon, it's there's a, there can be a lot more depth in in these planets and and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool because it's not just a barren wasteland. It's not nothing. It's there's different ecosystems and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it seems to to thrive a little bit more than it used to. Like there's you're not yeah. just there's skags everywhere, and there's Places where you wouldn't think there'd be ba- like bandits or cult members hiding, like they're they're right. they're there. They'll pop out at any moment at you. And there's all these like random compounds all over the map. Like I was doing a mission uh, a couple nights ago where you have to go around and wreck the the children of the vault statues and scan Vaughn's pictures into the thing. Yeah, and you got to go replace all the statues. But like there is an area, the area where it sent me, like I didn't think there was anything there, and you actually have to. There's no uh, like clear path to go anywhere. Like you actually have to vault up onto the rocks to get yeah. in, into the area where this thing is, and that, mm-hmm. that's something that's really cool because you, you you know there used to be just one way in and out of places, and now there's a bunch of different ways to do it. Yeah. 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 Did Did you guys uh, did either of you guys do the uh, VR quest? Yes, that's I like did. Right after that yeah. was the the head in the jar one. Yeah. 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 yeah that was fun. Yeah. yeah. That was that was nice. The little shotgun midget is kind of annoying. <laughs> The, the little Do, shotgun it's tinks. Interesting. Yeah, they don't call them midgets anymore. They're called tinks. Yeah. I, I miss the midgets, though, like the the ones that, that make the little <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, they're just nuts. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if they got flack for, for calling them midgets or just the way, it, if that was like a derogatory term and someone complained about it. I don't know if they got yeah. flack for it, but I think they knew the potential grenade and landmine that it was and so they kind of were like you know let's not call yeah. them that because yeah, someone pc is gonna you know is gonna write some article and it's gonna blow up and keep an above reproach 
I mean, so, something they could get away with back in 2010 isn't something you can get away with now. <laughs> this true. is true. I mean, especially you know, in terms of like leaving flash drives at medieval times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy. Okay, so back to like the the size and scope of the game. So I, I was. I know one of the things that makes Mass Effect feel very large as a game is the fact that you go around all these different planets and you're exploring all these different ecosystems when, in fact, the game is not actually as big as it feels. Is that true of Borderlands 3 when you get to go around to all these different planets? Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, with the spot that I'm at on Promethea is it's a like a city planet kind of like Coruscant in the Star Wars mm -hmm. universe but you're playing and you're in the street and you know there's only certain places you go it's not like full open world but there's enough in the background that it feels like you're in a small area of this bigger world that's further outside of you that you don't necessarily get to explore, but you get the sense that it's all around you. Okay. Like, if on one planet, how many zones are there? How many places can you go? Um, I think Promethea, there's four, I think. And then there's... You'll eventually see where Sanctuary is, where your home is. That's its own spot. And even within that, there's multiple verticality layers within it. It's not and like you like just three levels of sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, which, nice. which is really cool. Um, cause you'll see what sanctuary is in this instance. Um, if you haven't seen it already, but that's really cool that it's like, it's not just expansion. You just have to run across is they can stack things on top of each other. And so it does give it more, depth without actually having like a bigger flat area where it seems like you're walking or running from these places that's just like um like gap time you're like oh this is just dead time i'm just running in between it's places there because it's there yeah does i mean so does it feel like you're on another planet when you go to these different places mm -hmm. and you don't oh, yeah so so you don't get like the feeling of being restricted at all it just it feels it feels good and it feels open enough to to justify having other planets in the game. When I first went onto Promethea and got out of like the vehicle scene, because like the way the vehicle camera goes up, it makes it look a little different than in first person, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but once you, once like I'm running around and you see these different enemies that aren't skags and stuff like that or like racks and stuff things you're used to seeing on pandora they're obviously meant to be the same thing but they're different and i think that feels it feels to me a lot better and it makes it more uh expansive okay yeah. like right. each uh you know each planet kind of has it's like baddie like group i would say that you're kind of right. going against and like in addition to the cov yeah because I know I'm just from watching some of the footage that came out of the game before it was released, they had some planets have like the swampy planet has like dinosaur looking things, whereas Pandora is like skags and the the varkids and the um, I haven't seen any of the racks yet. Or have you guys have there been some? Uh, there is one 
place where there's uh, an abundance of wrecks because there's a wreck bo uh, boss. Okay. That you fight. So yeah. I'm, I just I haven't been there personally yet, but I know it's there. I was, because uh, I got that, you know, gaming OCD where I got to go and open up all the areas of the map because they're <laughs> shadowed. And so I was going, I was exploring this one area, and then I somehow activated a one of Sir Sir Hammerlock's hunts. And I forget, oh, yeah. it was uh, it was a Varkid, and this thing has like five different evolutions. You have to kill all of them. Mm -hmm. So every yeah. time you shoot him, I started walking away. I'm like, oh, cool, I got him. And like, I was struggling just to kill that one form, and then... He, he comes back, and so, like, I ran out of ammo, and I was on, like, the third evolution of him, so eventually I just had to give up and walk away. Yeah. That's uh, a shame. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. But, um, but okay. I, well, go ahead. Uh, um, I was going to say, I you brought up the Sir Hammerlock challenge thing, and I, I think that's a cool thing about this game is I feel like there's a lot more uh, side things to do than... Um, mm -hmm than just the main story you have like the sir hammerlock missions you have the uh other collectible things that go into their own mission uh i think there's a lot to do outside of the main story and i think that's really cool especially when you get to end game like you'll have that sense of progression still yeah, yeah. that as long as you don't try and 100 percent everything as you're going through and you realize okay let's play through the story get to max level of 50 and then go back and play all these side missions, then you'll get the potential drops from those side missions right. or those bosses at oh, a good power level. Okay. Otherwise, if you get it now, like I got a, a legendary, forgot which one it was, it's in my vault somewhere, um, on Pandora, and as soon as I got to Promethea, it, it wasn't viable anymore. And I'm like, well, this kind of... So wasted it. Kind of sucks, yeah. Yeah, it it kind of sucks. But I mean, it was cool because I got you know legendaries are fun. They got all the right the fun things the, to do. The novelty of having one themselves itself is really cool. Yeah, but you outscaled it. Yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, so so that's like the positive negative about it. And then it's weird. In I don't remember this so much playing the other Borderlands. I didn't play all the way through one and two. I just kind of touched them here and there. Um, but playing playing this through is I'm always swapping out the weapons. Like as soon as I kind of get attached to a weapon, I'm like, oh, I really like this. And all of a sudden it's not it's not scaled to the bosses that I'm fighting anymore. Oh, and I'm like, shoot, I have yeah, and it kind of forces you to switch up and use different weapons and then, you know, enemies and shield and armor types. You're yeah. really swapping things around a lot. Which kind of They're, breaks the, up the monotony. Yeah, because but before you could get a weapon and it would be good for several levels. But I noticed with the weapons on this game, like once you, if it's a level seven weapon, once you get past level seven, it just it's not good anymore. You got to switch to something else. Mm -hmm. uh, what 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 build are you guys using? What character class did you choose? Uh, I went into Flak, and right now I'm kind of just. I don't know. I don't even know what type of like tree I I made for myself, but it works. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. What about you, Brett? What are you? I I got a question. So if you're you're flak, which um, animal partner did you choose? I have, no. Uh, okay. So I chose the skag. Skag. Oh, okay. 
I was just um, curious because everybody's like, they, they choose yeah. the monkey, they choose a the skag, they choose the, yeah. you know, the arachnid I, thing. I think they're all pretty cool, especially their little emotes that you do when you pet them. This, the, uh, the spider one, I, I don't know the actual name, the spider ant. Yeah. He headbutts the ground just <laughs> like an idiot. Just headbutts the ground. That's pretty And funny. it's so fun. And the um the monkey one is hilarious because he walks around with a pistol in his hand. Yeah, and, and you can like <laughs> give him like a weapon like yeah, from your Yeah, like, stuff it's too. it's cool. That's um, awesome. I like the um the skag right now because as you go down the tree, I I think that's one of the cool things about this game too, is the diversity in the skill trees is insane. Mm-hmm. You can mix and match so much stuff. But um your pets, if you're Fleck, evolve as you go down the tree, and you can choose these different evolutions. So, like the like first a, one I got, evolu- like, a, like a Skagachu, or like it evolves like a <laughs> like a Skeevy. But <laughs> that's a Pokemon yes. joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, so it goes from like a normal Skag to a Great Horn Skag, and then now um, after I hit 18, I now have an Iridian Skag. It's just all decked out in Iridian. It's so cool. That's pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah, I I was curious about that class. I went with the uh, Moe's, I think her name was, the Met class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did too. Did you? Yeah. I So I still haven't found, there are so, you know, you're talking about how diverse the skill trees are. There are so many skills to pick from. Like in the last Borderlands, you had, what, nine per tree? Something like that, nine to ten per Per, per, th- character, per character, per tree, yeah, yeah. In this one, there's there's so many more options. So I keep on like I can't find something that I'm satisfied with. So I keep building my character like I'm waiting for somebody to play the game with me. So uh, I'm like I I put the chair and the, the mounted turret and the chair on my on my thing. But <laughs> I didn't waste a skill point on that yet. Right. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> probably smart. But like I'm still looking for that build that makes my character not die so much but i haven't found it yet or maybe i just need to be better i don't know you need to put yeah. the uh reduced damage on the orange tree that's what i mean right. yeah but what's really cool is is you can respec for like a low cost at any time by going back to is that to, using one of the face change machines then? Mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah which which i think is really awesome so it's like oh i kind of played with this let me try something else out to see if i can get it to work better was it expensive in the last games to do uh i don't remember um, i think in the first the first one it added up um if you did it a lot uh i never really respect in two but i knew getting money in two was insanely easy in the end game so it was never a really big deal anyways um but two in borderlands 2 there was 10 slots per skill tree and now there is 14 yeah, and that's not that's not including the things on, the augment skills on the side. Yeah, yeah, it feels like so much. I mean, so I'm I'm curious, like, when you get to level fifty, how much of that are you able to fill out? I, I think probably, if probably a good bit. Yeah, I think if you want to, you can fully spec out one tree, and I think you can get about a third of the way through the a second, a one. second one if you max everything out yeah now yeah like what's what i really love about this is it you can put like you can max try and and get the capstone at the bottom on one but you 
you can get there however you want and you'll you could potentially still have a lot of skill points left over to put in the other trees to complement your main oh. one so exactly which which you know opens up the game for all different kinds of builds like i've i've watched uh one content creator he's playing with amara who's the siren yeah and he's basically like one he he calls her one punch ma'am because he just goes around and he's just like like red bar enemies with like no shields. It they just turn to, to so he mist. he's doing like a more physical build with her. Mm-hmm. Nice. So he used, and then he's got guns that add and stack to his melee damage or yeah, have exactly. have the attachment on it. And he's going around like punching like couple shots to like regain health because yeah. he just constantly has shield and health regen just constant so he's just running around and all of a sudden you see his health bar is just yeah up to full see and that's one of the great things about borderlands like with borderlands 2 i had that perfect build to where like the game was effortless for me Mm -hmm. i have not discovered that yet with this one but i'm only level eight so it's not there's 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 a few out there i looked at a build for fleck and it's all about um going down his uh green tree which is basically getting a bunch of critical damage mm-hmm. and then complementing that to where your shots just basically always do crits and it, it it's insane like it made me like rethink my skill tree right now i was like oh <laughs> i go back I and respect now? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah i did the same thing same thing with moz it, is i was i was just going down the green uh i was using the green tree and i was like oh i'm doing this doing this and then i'm like i haven't even looked at the other trees and skills. And then I look on the other one and it's like, while your shields are active, you increase critical damage and decrease damage taken. Oh, and I'm geez. like, <clears throat> why not? Why have I not been <laughs> using <Yeah>. this for, <laughs> yeah. for the whole time? Yeah, I, I, you know, I've just been experimenting with different things, but. You know, the one thing that I've always disliked about Borderlands is that you have to unlock certain things at tiers. Yep. And then once it goes down, once you unlock enough pieces there, you can go down to the next part. So, like, there's things that I want to unlock, but then I have to decide if it's worth it to keep plugging points into these certain things just to get there when I could be applying them to other things. So, this has always been hard. For me, like, Borderlands also is one of those ones where you get so much loot and you're trying to decide what guns to keep and what guns to toss. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. I'm so bad at that. Yeah. But I think for me, I have to put it aside when I'm looking at leveling because uh I was going to talk about this a little bit. Um the new mayhem modes that are at the end of the game. Mhm. Um, so there's still the true vault hunter mode, but as soon as you get done with the game, you can choose between three different mayhem modes. And what that does is it scales all of the enemies up more, but also scales the loot drastically up more. So, like, if you get to Mayhem, if you go to Mayhem 3, it's just, like, free, awesome, badass loot. Um, And there's also, apparently, uh, anointed weapons, which apparently give buffs to your character as well. Yeah, it's, like, buffed to your skills. Like, I know one for Maz is... Um, it's like all, so far all that I've heard from hers, like her anointed ones, is all 
buffs either to like you have unlimited like you have infinite ammo for like a certain amount of seconds once you exit Iron Bear. But mm-hmm. apparently for hers, all of them are once you exit Iron Bear. So it's only once you oh. use your and the other characters, so I've heard and I've seen a little bit, is they're kind of passive. They don't require you to use your ability in or like in order to get, gain the benefits of yeah. those anointed. I think I think I've seen one of Flax and um it goes based off of his hunter skills, which are like passive skills that are in the in, in the trees. So like once one of them's triggered, your effect triggers or something like that. It's mm-hmm. it's it, pretty cool. Is it so with I'm curious about these the mayhem mode. Like I didn't know that was a thing. If you so do you have to play the game a certain amount of times before you get to that, or do you just unlock it automatically? No, once you, you beat uh, it, as soon as you hit the hit done with the main story and go back to sanctuary sanctuary two, uh, you can choose between the three different modes. Yeah. So it's not like you have to go through mayhem one to get to mayhem two to get to mayhem three. You can go to mayhem three if you want. You're just probably going to die because apparently it's actually insanely tough. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's like all basically like all the enemies are all scaled to your current level or above. Um, yeah, and then but like loot drops are like like up like I think it's like five hundred percent or something like that. It's 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 really crazy, and that's why I've I've been watching a few videos on like just. If you if you're looking towards towards end game stuff and wanting to keep guns, just get to end game, go into the mayhem modes, and that's when you should farm those legendaries if you want them so or can, something like that. Can you take guns from the mayhem mode and then just go back into like Vault Hunter mode or whatever? Oh, I, I second playthrough. So. Yeah, you can. That's cool. Awesome. Um, so it's but nice because it, it's a direct. Is separate. Yeah, go ahead. What's up? No, mayhem mode is separate from true vault true vault hunter mode so um if it, it's it's weird so you if you want to do mayhem mode in the true vault hunter mode you'll have to go unlock it in that one too so i wonder how hard that gets because i i don't know like everything's going to scale so high <laughs> but yeah. i think um that's a really cool thing about this game too. Um, the system that they have in terms of parting with other people, um, yeah. the the co-op play, the scaling is so cool because that's a system that I've only like seen expressed this way in like uh, World of Warcraft, for example. I play that a lot mm-hmm. to where you can party with people and the zone scale, even if you're a higher level, it'll scale. You what can you both see be attacking your, the same enemy. Does it? Yeah. So it's yeah. it scales independently for each player. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. is that what you're talking about? So if I go into your lobby right now and you're only level eight, but I'm level nineteen, those enemies are going to show up nineteen for me, but eight for you. That's right. But still die at the same speed. Because I'm going to get our own loot. That's awesome. Yeah. Because okay, see that was another thing. I the the loot system. I know everybody kind of gets their own. If you choose yeah. that mode, guns. Yeah. yeah. If you choose that mode. <laughs> So your loot is instanced instead of being instead of just there yeah, in the game, and I think that's it's a really cool step to being able to play with other people. Yeah, yeah, that was um, they really do care about like the co- couch co-op 
you know, couch co-op, playing with your buddies. Like, that's one thing I've always applauded Borderlands for. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've kept that true for all the games, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's really cool is um, you can trade and drop things from your instance with your friends and hand it over to them. Will it be scaled right. to their level? I don't know how that works. I, I, I don't think so. That. Yeah. But they can have it um, for when they get to the right level to they, use it. Exactly. Okay. So like right. let's say let's say I get a you know, I get a gun that's, you know, got an anointed or it's got th- things that'll help flack out or I've got like a um an equipment piece that adds that helps flack. I'm like when I get them right now, well also I'm lower level, but it's like I'm not going to use those for for flack like Yeah. I'd, so I just sell and delete them, and it's easy money. But if I'm playing, you know, with someone that's playing Flak, or if I get one that's Amara, or if I get one that's um, Zane, I can go, hey, I got this thing for you, and you can trade it to him. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think, and help I think that's really cool. Because I got a, I got a uh, legendary class mod for Amara, and I'm still holding on to it because one of my friends that I was playing with, he's playing Amara, but I'm playing Flak. So I was like, oh, I'll just save this for when you hop on. Because you'll need it, I don't. Yeah. So okay, so there are things specific to certain characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So I got three more questions that I kind of want to get through. One: How do you guys feel about the new claptrap voice? It didn't bother me until I started playing the game. I didn't notice as much as I did in um like the earlier builds. Like in during E three, it sounded a lot more noticeable to me than it does now. Okay, cause because because as I played more, it just it clicked in for me. I didn't really notice. It's now like, oh, that's Claptrap's voice. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, like, what I mean, I didn't mind it at first, but then I did that first mission where you go and try to find his antenna. Mm. Yeah, and I I was doing something for Ellie at the same time at that little compound right next to there, and yeah. so when I was doing that mission, I kept hearing Claptrap over and over again going. You just gotta jump over the panel and doing that. It, and that he must have said it at least fifty times, and that's when it finally clicked. I'm like, his voice, man, it's it's bugging it's me. <laughs> yeah, get over it. Yeah, Josh. right, right. It's first world problems, man. I tell you. Um, how do you guys? Okay, so story wise, how do you guys feel about the game? Because I know Borderlands has never been known for having a good story, but it feels like there's so many moving pieces in this story, and the characters are. They're still very comical, but they're a little more engaging than they have been in the past. Um, yeah, I don't think the characters feel as bland as they did before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bo- I think Borderlands 2 took a big step with that, honestly, and then pairing it into the pre-sequel in terms of storytelling. Like, yeah, Handsome the pre-sequel. Jack was hands down one of the best villains ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, however, I think going through this, even though the characters have a lot more depth... I don't think that um, the COV villains have as much going for them as Handsome Jack did. Um, I don't feel as hooked into them, and at times they even feel really just obnoxious, honestly. They're not as intimidating. <laughs> they No. They are, but I, I made this comment yeah. to someone in the stream who was like, man, they're just, they're annoying. And I'm like, they're a reflection of popular culture right now. Yeah. If you think oh, about oh, it. Oh, Okay. Because they are the millennials or the, you know, the kids that are, you know, we call like the Fortnite kids or whatever that 
just right. and that's why they're streaming like live deaths and stuff Strive, like that. Live yeah. de- and, and so exactly. it, I mean, and that's one thing I think this game has done really well is embrace the popular culture that's kind of already been in Borderlands, but just cranked it up. And it's like, you know what? We're going full, you know, full whatever. E- even down, if you look at some of the names of the guns and like the descriptions in them, it's yep, freaking exactly. hilarious. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, memes, there's the Rick and Morty bosses that are here. It, it's, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. Well, it, I think it's like Wick and... Wick and, and Warty or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Wick and, Wick and Warty or something. <laughs> but they look like Rick and Morty and you fight them and they kind of have lines They're similar. like and in Rick and it, Morty and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I've, it's I've, in the culture. I've always loved how subtle the Borderlands humor is. Like you have to be, you have to be smart to pick up on it. They've always been very good at that. Uh, yeah. So with with this game out, um, what's do you think there's a future for Borderlands? Is there more? I mean, because I know this game, a lot of people are like Steam man, Steam man, because they're complaining about not being on the Epic Store for like what six weeks? I think was the six months. Six, six months. months. So do you think that? There is a future for Borderlands. You think the move to the Epic Store exclusivity for the first six months has harmed it? Do you think? How do you think? Uh, you know, moving forward, will there be more Borderlands? I'll it, let you answer first. <laughs> all right. Um, I think it might have hurt maybe this initial thing in terms of the PC base. Um, obviously, console is still a really strong, like, player base to have. Yeah. Um. I haven't finished the story yet, so I can't tell if there's like narratively going to be more. Um, but I I think there will be. Um, this has been a really successful game, I think, even with the flaws that it has, and even with the Epic Store drawback, I I still think it's pretty strong. Because I I noticed that because I got it on opening night at GameStop, I got a physical copy and. This was the first time in like four games that I've gone to GameStop to pick up on opening night that there's actually been a line outside the store for it. Even with um, you know, Assassin's Creed, Gears of War, The Last Halo, there was nobody waiting outside, but for Borderlands there was quite a long line of people waiting outside to get it. Yeah. Um, even a lot of the Borderlands or not Borderlands, a lot of the GameStops out here were uh raffling like um the E three masks that yeah. we got. Yeah. They had a few of those, the um like the stands that they had for them, they're raffling those off. So I think this was a big like opening night for a lot of people. It was a really big game. It was, yeah. yeah I it think was. I think that's also because Borderlands has, I mean, for lack of a better term, a very cult following. Right. I was, yeah, I was just thinking about that. It's yeah, very, it's very, it's a very loyal fan base, and they, I think, from people that I've talked to that are fans of the Borderland franchise, they're very content and happy with it. Um, I'm actually playing on PC, so I'm hoping for crossplay at some point in the future. He, which Pitchford has said that, right? He's hinted yeah, he at did, it. He, did, he said there was going to be crossplay, but not at launch. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe once they kind of get all these bugs out with the six months with Epic. Um, yeah. And then once they release on Steam, I think they'll be able to be in a better position to offer crossplay you know, from there. Yeah. You know what I think they might do? Huh. After the exclusivity deal is up, because Epic is the one that uh, made their 
crossplay uh, like open source for mm-hmm. everybody. I bet there's going to be crossplay between Epic, Xbox, and PS4, but not Steam. Probably. Oh. Because we're going to make people mad. Yeah, it makes sense. Only propel that whole thing. Yeah, because that's how people can play together. Um, right now, between PC and um, Xbox, is either using Xbox Live or you use the Epic, the Epic launcher. And yeah. that's how you get to play with people on consoles if you're on PC and vice versa. So Yeah, th- I mean, that's how Fortnite's going. That's how you can play with people that are even on phones with uh Oh, with that's Fortnite right. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can play between the Switch, the Xbox. You can that's full crossplay. So yeah. I mean, I mean obviously they can make crossplay work with Steam because you have things like Rocket League that are uh well, mm-hmm. before it was by Epic that was crossplay between all the platforms, but Still, I think that might be the case, but obviously, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be excited. So, I mean, that I guess that leads me to another question here that kind of popped up: was Do you think that we'll see the Switch as being a new home for Borderlands come next year sometime? Maybe. Obviously, it'll be scaled down quite a bit, but I mean, it seems like that's a logical decision on the part of 2k to put this onto a mobile platform before putting uh, it onto cell phones well how good did borderlands 2 work on the vita it sold a lot i know that but i i just the the switch is just is a lot more powerful than the vita so and it's got i, I remember back when um what was the the pax pax west thing was going on they there's rumors that one of the announcements that Gearbox was going to make was that Borderlands would be Borderlands 2 was coming to Switch and there was a lot of hype over that. So I'm just curious like if, you know, do you think it would be successful on the Switch? The franchise? Um I think it might have a oh, crap. Oh, it might have a little bit of a a place, I think. Um I don't know if people like Nintendo fans are really into Borderlands as much. I don't know if they're part of that following. I don't. I can't tell. Um, I don't know, but I don't know if the Switch get to handle Borderlands Three. Yeah, that's because yeah, I'm. I just stepped up visually graphics. Console. Yeah, it would it would be downgraded for sure. But I just keep thinking about how cool it would be if I could play on my Xbox and then when I was traveling, be able play to on play on the Switch, be able to pull my build up and play it on the Switch. Yeah, and there is the um, you know, you have the ability to play offline, and then once you're back on internet, or if you want to re-enable internet, you can put yourself back online. Yeah, and all and it syncs up and everything. Yep. Um, I know people on, um, at least on the PC world, have ran, ran into a thing where they were playing offline and they like they power leveled because some things are a little bit easier to do when you're when you're offline yeah the way that they have the game scale and once you get to max level then you have guardian rank and then that's a whole nother like skill tree and boosts and stuff that happened to you and once they synced back up and play online thinking oh i'm so powerful now i can go do all this stuff online and play with my friends and i got all this stuff they actually had negative guardian rank oh geez so when it resynced it was like so now hey it was like a um, uh, a payday loan 
Like oh. you got all this up front and now you have to play catch up mm. and get back up. Kind of bit them in the ass on the way. Yeah. yeah. And a bunch of people were bitching and complaining. And it's like, you tried to cheese the system and yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, this is the, the check for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it, if they found a, a good way to do it in a way that wasn't like a headache for, for gamers, like it could be cool. I mean, it just seems like, uh, there is a market for Borderlands on Switch because there's a lot of people who have Nintendo Switch and would love to be able to play it on the go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the Switch Lite coming out, which I think is a waste of money. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so you guys, just for where you're at, I mean, you guys are so much farther than me. So I just want to ask you guys, what is your out of out of a ten rating for Borderlands Three? Where's your your number currently sitting at? I sit at, I think, a nine for me personally, and I'm a big Borderlands guy, so. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm right there, eight, eight and a half, nine. Um, I think um, I'm not a huge Borderlands, but I love um, looting, looter shooters. Right. I, I play Division, I play Destiny. Well, I don't really play Division anymore, but I play Destiny. I've played Division uh, one and two, so I love, you know, and and Borderlands is the, you know, the big originator for looter shooters. Yeah, and I've just been loving this, and I love the fact also, um, for this, it's not overly grindy where it's like, okay, I got to do all, and it becomes like a shopping list of tasks. It's very like casual, like we were saying earlier. You just keep you going. You just pick play up and play. You, want. Yeah. you know, I'm gonna farm some a couple bosses, and the dialogue and the silliness of Borderlands Three is just fun. Yeah, it's it's like what I would compare people who like first person shooters. What Call of Duty is. Yeah, it's very mind. It's pretty mindless. You just pick it up and you play and you shoot things yeah yeah of course the um okay so before we close up shop here i i think we're going to talk about this on a later episode but tony are there any so borderlands 3 is out are there any other games coming out this holiday season that you're looking forward to because i know the the gaming season technically kicked off in august with control being one of the big blockbusters coming out is there anything you're looking forward to between now and december Pokemon Sword and Shield is a big one for me personally. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm stoked about that. Uh, there was there was a few more games that I think I like. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so definitely Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I'm interested to see how um, uh, Modern Warfare is going to turn out. Yeah, because the beta just dropped last night, right? Yeah, I watched yeah. some guys play it. Yeah, how how's it look? It looks good, but I'm I'm past the Call of Duty yeah I don't kind I don't, of phase of my life. I don't care anymore. Like Call of Duty Two was awesome, but I haven't touched one since the first Modern Warfare. Yeah, <laughs> I just I want to see how it holds up. I guess I'm not really a big Call of Duty person, honestly. I haven't played one seriously in a long time for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh. There's Star Wars, uh, The Fallen Order. That I one think looks that, good. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, 
there's 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 a few games that I think are are going to be fun. December's not really a big month. No, uh, no, but games. going into like January and February though, you got or in March also too. Like there's a lot of good stuff coming out. There's oh yeah, uh, Avengers right, and uh, Final Fantasy VII remakes coming out, which mm-hmm. looks really cool. And I like the announcement that they made that you can switch between an active battle system and the uh, this what what are they called the uh, the separate screen one. The way that they played the old ones, I I'm having a brain fart. I knew the name of uh, it. I don't know. Would... Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, there's a lot of cool games. I do want to go back and play. There was a game that Tokyo RPG Factory released on the Switch called Oninaki. Uh-huh. I want to go back and play that. I do want to play Control and uh, Legend of Zelda, The Link's Awakening. Yep, that one's coming out. Yeah, that, I mean, it came out on Friday. I just haven't had a chance to go back and pick it up yet. But there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, yeah. Brett, any closing thoughts? Any games you're looking forward um, to? What's going on here? Destiny 2 Shadowkeep comes out it's the year three oh release. dang they're, they're still milking that cow they're revamping a lot of stuff um now that bungie is independent studio they can kind of do whatever they want they're yeah. not tied with and that's activision probably good because activision's got a lot of legal stuff going on right now so yeah so that that looked like a good move in yeah in hindsight um let's see I want I want to play. It's already been out, um, but I'd like to get more into it. Is um, Anno eighteen hundred? It's a kind of like a civilization game, like art. You know, yeah, like a R- you're, RTS. You're, you're building kinda, your own armies yeah, and going after other. But it's it's really in depth. You have to you know farm and mine materials, and you know it's it's set in like turn of the century um, on PC. Um, is that going to be like uh, Kingdom Come? How all these the did you play Kingdom Come, Tony? Deliverance. Um, I recognize the name, but I don't think I played it. No, it was it looked like a medieval RPG, but it was like there was so much detail and there's so much depth to what you're supposed to do. Like the the sword combat, you had to match the joysticks with the moves. Like it was legitimate, like uh, medieval brawler. So it was super complicated. Everyone was really stoked about it, but it was so complicated that it was frustrating and not a lot of people played it. And now it's only 10 bucks and it came out like six months ago. <laughs> Sounds like huh. Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. Was there a siren love, song? Love. Yeah. Too soon. But yeah, that's, that's the big ones for me. There's, there's some other games that, that piqued my interest, but I, I know I don't have enough time to play. There's too many um, games, man. Too many yeah, games. Too many games, so little time. Um, I'd love to pick up the new FIFA just because I, that's the one sports game that I like. It's always the highest selling game every year, too. Yep, and they get you with those uh, microtransactions. They okay. Oh, that, the, that's the loot system. That's a great uh, point because speaking of two K games, right? Did you see the NBA two K controversy? Nope, I don't pay attention to sports games. <laughs> I know, me neither. But like, this was all over the news. So NBA two K has two K twenty. They have a character builder, and they were you. You can buy pieces to make your character like badass, but they have it set up like a slot machine. <laughs> and so like this caused a lot of issues because 2k there's already a big like loot box issue especially with with ea and, and paying yeah. for microtransactions and stuff so 2k did this and they set themselves up for just 
ridiculous amounts of trolling on the internet, and now a lot of people are boycotting the game. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Like you just, it's like, it's like being a marketing person for Dick Sporting Goods. You know, you have to like sit there and be like, there are certain things we can't do and save just because of you know what the name of our company is. <laughs> Nobody really sat back and thought about like how is this this slot machine mechanic going to you know affect us negatively? Yeah, right. So I don't know, but uh, you guys got any before we take off here? Any closing thoughts? Borderlands Three, any any last? If you haven't played Borderlands Three yet, I recommend picking it up, even if you haven't played the other ones. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I've I've heard people in um, stream chats and stuff like, should I get this game? Should I get this game? And everybody says, get the game. You don't have to play the previous ones in order to play this one. There are characters and stories from the first two that are nostalgic when you come across them. You're like, oh, it's so-and-so from Tales, or oh, it's so-and-so, like with Vaughn, or oh, it's so-and-so from Borderlands 1 or Borderlands yeah. 2. But other than that, I mean, there's not... It it can stand alone as right, its own because, game. because you're introduced to every character individually yeah. at each game, it's it's easy for someone to, you know, to be like, oh, that was an important character or that is an important character, you know, so. Yeah, and I, I love how the game doesn't take itself seriously enough to be like, you have to go back and play this game, this game, and this game to understand it. You can really just mm -hmm. jump in anywhere you want to. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Well, if you guys want to find this podcast and other great episodes, you can find them on Apple, iTunes, uh, anchor.fm, podbean, podcast.com, and Google Play, Stitcher. I'm trying to remember all the places it's on. All and, the places you listen to podcasts. All the places you listen to podcasts and other great podcasting services around the globe. Until next time, it has been an absolute pleasure. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it.